As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Wherever you are and whenever you are, welcome, good souls, to Paranormal Now. This is Alan B. Smith. Join us as we traverse the cosmic highway of paranormal portals and tantalizing turnoffs. Joining me tonight is psychic and tarot reader and author on several books on Luciferianism, Winter Lake. We'll be examining biblical interpretation, societal norms, um, and even magic. As always on Paranormal Now, we explore alternative points of view and all kinds of high strangeness. So, people have expressed concerns to me uh, about tonight's topic. Please know that, in fact, KGRA does not represent any belief system. And tonight is no different. Uh, we all have our minds of our own. And the question is, can we have too open of a mind or do we listen before judging? The call-in lines will be open tonight in the second hour, and those numbers are 1-855-472-5483 or 85-KGRA-LIVE. And um, yeah, so speaking of magic, uh, I wanted to show you a very magical, magical box that the love of my life bought as a birthday present for our cat, Maya. I just had to share this. If... <laughs> If you see this box online, like the Scratch Lounge Classic, she became utterly zen. I can't explain it in any other way. She fell in love with this box, and ever since then, she has been the most loving uh, cat that we have seen in seven years' time. Um, she's, it's just amazing. It's been really, I think, help, 
healthy for her. It's her nesting place. Um, it gives her a sense of comfort and security. So for all the cat lovers out there, um, if you see this online, the cat scratcher, go ahead and get it. I, mean, I promise you, your cats will love it. All right, and that's not a paid promotion. That's just me uh, loving on our cat. So again, please share your thoughts and experiences with us uh, during and after the show on Facebook. And that's facebook.com slash Paranormal Now Radio on Twitter at Paranormal underscore now and on Instagram at Paranormal Now. Again, in the second hour, the phone lines are 855-472-5483. My guest tonight is Winter Lake, and he explores the philosophy of Luciferianism in our modern age. In these current times, witchcraft and occult studies are more popular than Jesus or Allah, and as the church edict dies away, Satanism and other forms of New Age esoterica are rising, according to Winter. Winter Lake, through his work, unleashes a black magic might philosophy that amplifies and corresponds with writers such as Machiavelli, uh, Baudelaire, and Lord Byron in their satanic studies. Winter Lake has published 10 books on satanic philosophy, black magic, and has released over 22 tarot decks. His entire catalog is available through Amazon. He has recently been published through Become a Living God. Um, so obviously there's a lot of metaphysical um, symbology involved in his work. So we'll, we'll talk about that because metaphysics, uh, we also often have an idea of what that is. Um, and that's very much in the New Age camp. Um, I'm a huge Enya fan, right? So that, that idea of love and, and peace and harmony. And is that Luciferianism? Is that Satanism? Um, that's not what most people would think. Um, and I would really like to find out more about that. And we will tonight with our guest, Winter Lake. He's also the author of his new book, I Luciferian. So Winter, welcome to Paranormal Now. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I have to ask you right away, um, is there a difference between Satanism and Luciferianism? Not really. Uh, Luciferianism is basically the embrace of a cosmic uh, satanic consciousness that pervades the universe in all dimensions. Uh, Satanism is just the same, and they're both intertangled and, and symbolic of our inherent evil as a species. It, it it's not uh, anything uh, in this god devil dynamic. It's beyond all that at this point. Uh, my background is philosophy and uh, and uh, quantum physics. Philosophy and quantum physics. How does that fit into uh, Luciferianism? Well, it, you know, when I was a child, it started, and ever since then, it's just been escalating. Uh, I found that consciousness and messages throughout space and time travel beyond anything we would ever know through our telepathic sense. So, for example, if we wanted to contact aliens or they be in alien contact with us, I found that they are satanic as well. So in, in everything that I have perceived throughout space and time, that's where we've come down to. Um, and how I have arrived that our species is evil is if you remove the boundaries of law. If we have no law, 
then our true uh, beast and satanic selves come to the fore. And therein lies our innate being. Yeah, it doesn't but doesn't Satan represent sort of chaos and and the the breaking down of the um harmonious structure of the of the nature of universe. That's the alignment. Yes, the alignment. All of the different things. It's almost like RPG, right? You could say that there's lawful evil, chaotic evil, neutral evil, and all these different forms of evil and barbaric evil, where we would find barbaric is evil is where we have our criminal element and so on. Right. Lawful is a higher minded. Chaos is in there as well. You know, I, if you look out at the universe at any given time, you'll see a dark nebula devour an entire galaxy. So there is no there is no karmic nature in that. When you see an entire you know, civilizations or whatever did exist there will no longer be mourned. It's just devoured. So that is that is the chaos of it as well. So it actually all intermingles really into this cohesive system. Um, mm-hmm. I've just my where I differ is a lot of your new ager or or light white people or, you know, like Dupre Shakur, whatever his name is, they think that there is this inherent good. And there's actually, and what I found is that it just doesn't exist, that mankind is inherently evil and that we need to have these boundaries of law to constrain the beast within ourselves. Well, I was going to ask you that. Do you believe that humans are inherently born in sin? Well, sin is is irrelevant. Sin is a a term that was created in a biblical sense. Uh, The Bible, in my opinion, is just a bloodthirsty doctrine that is a historical record of of mankind. And and the word God is too vague to, to even grasp as a deity that exists. I mean, you could say, okay, God, you know, I could pray to God and I could say, God, save me. You know, what is that going to do? Nothing. Because the God is a vague alacrity. It's just a word that a stone thrower in a cave created to say that that is God, something beyond myself. And the Black Magus has arrived in 2020, 2021, Mm -hmm. and has said that I myself am achieving my own God. I am my own living power, that I can bend reality to my will, that I can find and focus and, and quite frankly, build and destroy. And well, But isn't that the goal often, to, to have our own will, to, you know, books like The Secret, right? You know, this idea that we can manifest our own reality, and isn't that a, a, a good thing? Oh, it absolutely is. That's where we are. That's, that's, I mean, whatever, whatever makes anything for your own focus to be suborn and and to go forth into the universe, because we're beyond terrestrial thinking at this point. We have to, we were coming into consciousness, into alien consciousness, where we are touching into all different types of life forms and and we're not alone and these things are very um very fluid and we're still learning especially as we enter into what i have known to be the satanic singularity oh can you please explain that well 
a few years ago, after the God particle was discovered, there was a series of scientists, and it was led by Kurzweil, who's a very rich person, uh, who had achieved mapping the brain. We are now entering a phase where we can make our brain synced up with certain technology to create immortality tech, where we can download our brain into a system, we can create it and eventually augment ourselves into a cybernetic organism and be able to live forever. And this, in a sense, subsumes anything to do with you know, biblical teachings or whatever, because then we have, as a creator, created our own re- our own reality, definitely, and our own immortality. This is where mankind is going, especially as it dabbles in more gain-of-function research and so on, and, and it's attempting to make these leaps. These leaps are coming a lot faster than I thought. Well, let me let me just quickly interject. I'm sorry, Winter, just to, to contextualize it a little bit. So what, you said satanic singularity. Um, yes. So are you saying this is a positive thing or a negative thing? It's a positive leap for humanity. For me, Satanism is a positive leap. So any, when I call it a satanic consciousness, it's a way of thinking that, that it's evolved. When I call something a satanic singularity, it will motivate and make mankind into a better species. However, the species will be uh, unleashing itself on the universe at that time. We will be not nice. We're going to be going out into the universe and conquering. Because we're holding back. Humanity is holding back. We're not, we're not allowed or we're not allowing ourselves to unleash ourselves. You know, the, you know. We could be constructing devices in our garage that could fly across things, or we could be unleashing ourselves in our laboratories. And and there's little attempts, little jumps that are starting now, but these are going to gradually, exponentially grow. So humanity is no longer going to hold itself back, especially the elites. They're they're going to start throughout, and and it's accelerating and. It's happening faster than I thought, as I said. I, I thought that it would definitely be 2050, but I'm seeing results in 2021 that are astounding. Well, why do you why do you think... Okay, so most people would say the elite would be the first to have access to these chip enhancements, you know, um, the singularity with man and machine, and that the elite would have access to this ability to enhance their intelligence, their abilities, whatever it may be. Um, and then they would therefore dominate over everyone else. Um, but you think that, that this would be a form of freedom? Yeah, there, there, despite that's a that's a lie. Domination is, is what's occurring now. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, what it would be is the release of freedom for certain mankind. It's the elites that can afford the experimentation and the gain of function research. They're the ones that can, you know, achieve the, the higher arcana of where we need to be as a satanic science. Um, they, they, they're more interested in their own self-power, like I am, than, than trying to dominate a species or a race. That's politics. That's for a government. Um, we're already under that. That's why I said we're holding ourselves back. Um, we're under too much law that restricts ourselves. You know, um, I'm not dangerous and I'm not a terrorist, but 
you know, if I really wanted to, I could probably build an atomic weapon in my basement. I mean, I just could. <laughs> I mean, well, there there are people that are you know experimenting right. with CRISPR and gene splicing in mm-hmm. the, in their basements, right? So Correct. I mean, a lot of high tech is getting into a lot of different hands, and eventually, you know, there are certain things that are extremely volatile that we won't have control over. And I guess I think most people would probably share my concern. Not everyone, but any kind of integration with technology bears the risk of accidental fault within the technology itself. And what kind of repercussions would that have? Uh, Even if your intention is a good one, right? Um, Can we rely on technology enough? And could we end up going astray? Could we be uh, manipulated or controlled? You know, it's interesting. You said, is our intention good? Um, The intention is never good. Um, Guccifer 2.0 out of Russia, they they do a lot of this uh, terroristic, nihilistic activity. Um, you know, their intentions are not good. Everything is done out of self-interest. Um, so most of this is being done out of self-interest. And yes, there is great evil involved, too, because there are those that are wanting to seek destruction and want to kill people and want to, you know, exterminate mankind and all this kind of thing. I have no interest in that. I just, I want to see humanity evolve and, and get off of this rock and, and, and aspire and conquer and so on. I just have a different concept about how to go about doing it. It doesn't mean that you have to kill hundreds of thousands of people or that this is some goal. There, there are people out there, um, if you can even call them that, they're creatures that want to hurt people, that want to down pipelines, that want to blast the grid, that you know want to cause widespread panic and, and bring down American ideals. I'm an American. I'm in the United States, and I'm all about freedom, and I'm totally against this kind of activity. Uh, but there are those that are into it. And there's probably more of them than we think. And so, yeah, it, it's um, it's not of the good intent. You're absolutely right. There are those that um, want to bring hardship. Okay, what about yourself? So would you be open to, you know, something like the, the Neuralink chip that Elon Musk is discussing? Would you, would you, you know, allow that into your brain? I, I would not. Only because I'm a holistic person. Um, I mean, I want to remain as I am now. I'm an older person, so I've kind of gone through the gambit. My lifetime is I want to see expire. Um, I'm a philosopher, so I've studied a vast amount of, you know, from Francis Bacon to 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 Paul, to to any of the different philosophers, Nietzsche, you know, thousands of them. Um, and so I've kind of, in that exploration, I've come to my own finite, to moving on and evolve as this, because I believe that um, I am in a satanic consciousness of an infinity of roles. So what we'll be doing is just incarnating in throughout time and space and through dark matter as a part of lucifer so my my mind is really perceived that way but yes there are those that will become singular like that's becoming the chip that's becoming modified that's becoming nanoorganisms uh injected into your blood that will clean you up that will keep you young then we could repair you we could build you we could 
modify your arm. You want to have super strength. You want to be able to leap over sure. buildings. This kind of stuff is coming. Um, and well, that's so, what I mean about unleashing humanity. Well, I mean, there are, you know, cyborg um, prosthetics and that sort of thing already taking place, right? There, there's an integration between biology, humankind, and, and technology. Um, I, I guess the scary part is, is, you know, if someone else is able to manipulate that um, technology within you, if you if you lose control of your own self. Um, the other the other question I have is, you know, if are, do you consider Luciferianism a theological system or is it philosophical? Uh, it's a philosophy. Uh, it's not a religion. Uh, it's an idea. Um, it's it's a it's conceptualized that we are in an essence that that Lucifer is an omniscient force that we call what it is. We give it a name, but it could be of innumerable names. Uh, you know, the Bible says, "I am Legion." It's it's mm -hmm. similar to this kind of precursory reality where all things are entangled within it from from trees to to the land to the earth to this world to many other worlds all interconnected all interbalanced and all luciferian cosmic consciousness um that's where it is in my well, opinion well you know for something that's a philosophy right it also sounds you know spiritual it sounds like uh it's very you know, spiritual metaphysical you're, you're talking about yes it is yes you're talking it is. about sup the supernatural yes um, for us so, now yeah Right. So, so, but why, why Satanism or why Luciferianism? Why not create a philosophy, but just call it something else that doesn't trigger people, right? Um, I don't, I don't know of what it could be called. Um, I don't know. I mean, uh, call it uh, new age thinking? Probably not, because this is um, coming from a, uh, from my true to fact base that humanity is evil. And not everyone can embrace this, but once you realize that you're an evil species, you can let go from there. Now, I'm, an, I'm a lawful evil person. That means that I obey the laws that are constrained within myself. Now, there are those of the chaotic evil, the neutral, the barbaric, and so on. And, and these, they, they let themselves go out of the boundaries. So that's why, in my opinion, I call it Satanism and Luciferianism. It's just modifying. It's, it's building. It's advancing. Can you, can you clarify that, too? So um, if we're not inherently born evil or in sin, because um, you say we don't need a religious construct to tell us how to be good people um then then what do you mean by by evil exactly because you referred to us as being evil yes evil is our nature we are inherently evil if we do not have the boundaries of law we will kill and maim and destroy and do whatever it takes for our survival okay so unfortunately we like are two weeks out from cataclysm in the event of some kind of thing you know if you look at certain like things events that have happened throughout the times when there's been the absence of law even down to the katrina 
and so on when this event happened. You can see how lawlessness takes hold and how they, the humanity will unleash itself. This is what I mean. It's like, why can't we control ourselves? Why can't we be altruistically good and sit under a tree and play a flute like Pan and live in this utopian, beautiful fairy world? I don't know. But it just, it wouldn't, it doesn't function because you will have others that will come and they will infringe upon you. And for whatever reason, we as a species do that. You know, we don't leave the person that wants to be the pacifist alone under the tree. We want to hang him from it, you know, and that's just so weird. And that's why I always kind of, and I'm still grasping with this and I'm still studying this and this is yeah. why i went down this rabbit hole because when i started going down it i was finding that there was all these interconnections to it and it, and it's like from the indifference of what you could say an old testament god using that term god again saying that i have chosen this town over this town or i have chosen this race of people to exist over this race of people and this race of people shall be annihilated from the earth and these are my chosen so you know you see these contradictions even in the self-righteousness of this greater higher power written in a biblical sense and that is in itself very evil it's conducting an evil act uh, there is uh, many, many different dimensions to this, and they're not all terrestrial. Do you believe there's a soul? There is a soul, yes. There is so, one singular soul, yes. So when born, when you say that humans are evil, it's the soul that's evil, or is it the biology? Probably the soul. Probably we're just, <laughs> that's the species, the creature, because our soul is very real. But, and I, yes. Well, how absolutely. would a soul? Why would a soul need um, earthbound laws, right? Like, if if you're if you I are a celestial know. a celestial light being of some sort of energy, um, I know that that seems odd that we would need to come into bodies and then create a system of law to control ourselves. I know, I know, because if we don't, you see the ramifications. Do you, do you I don't consider... know. I mean, the, it's so weird. The, the soul must come from the source power of Lucifer. And I call it Lucifer, the source power of our dark matter universe. The 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 the, the, the infinitus tenebris of darkness, the, the, the infinity darkness that we must come from. It, it's bizarre because the centrality of, of all space and time is darkness. And it's we come from this source, and so our soul is black, and it must be constrained. I don't know. We come into human form, or we come into an alien form, because there are aliens, and it doesn't matter. They're all very much the same, and they've all deal with it in different ways. Yeah. All right, Winter, we're going to have to continue this conversation on the other side of the break. There's so much to dig into here. Um, and one of the questions that uh, I will ask Winter when we come back on the on the other side is um, if we are evil, then what does that make Lucifer? And is there a force, a godlike figure for evil and for 
good. This is Alan B. Smith for Paranormal Now on KGRA Radio Live Sundays, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will see you on the flip side. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to Paranormal Now. This is Alan B. Smith, live on KGRADB. To find out about this show and more, go to KGRADB.com for so many other great shows, uh, like one of my faves, Universal Secrets, on Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. in my old slot. Um, so go check out uh, Kevin, and we will get right back to Winter Lake. All right, so uh, Winter, I you know I, I have so many questions for you, and if we are evil, then what is Lucifer? I think Lucifer is the source of the evil. Is the evil incarnated in the galaxy, throughout space and time? Yep, you, that you that think, is the th- very the very essence, the omniscience. Yep. So Lucifer is evil in in your book. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Is okay. So this might be contradictory, right? But is evil a bad thing? Evil in certain forms is absolutely a bad thing. Um, barbaric evil. Um, when a person wants to do or inflict uh, death and destruction pointlessly on others or hurt or maim creatures or innocents or people uh, or animals that is absolutely barbaric and that should be stamped out. That evil exists. Now, a lot of people in my camp or in my philosophy, they, they deny this and they say, oh, there's nobody ever hurt or we're atheists or whatever. That's all lies. Because there are groups within this philosophy that are extremely dangerous, um, that carry out horrible deeds for the sake of doing them, that are that are fallen to their internal dark impulse, 
that they devour the flesh of the living, that mm-hmm. they kill uh, indiscriminately, they want to cause harm on great scale, they use their intellect to inflict mass plague or contagion. Um, I mean, these these are the scythe bearers. These these people exist, and they're everywhere actually, and for whatever reason it fits into some kind of uh cohesion but i don't see it i personally don't delve into that i don't kill people i'm not into killing animals i have cast curses that have wiped people out in justice ways but does that you know even give me any kind of justification for that but neither here nor there there are people in the camp that have unleashed themselves. Well, I mean, in my opinion, in my opinion, harming anyone is, is inherently evil. Now, if one does something to protect themselves, that's, that's different. Um, but to seek vengeance, um, on someone, I don't think that that's right. That's me. Um, I also think that I think, and this is just pure speculation because I don't know. Um, I consider myself a, spiritual agnostic and part-time atheist so for me you know i i do believe and i use that word you know firmly that there is a soul that there's a there's a life force and that it's not inherently evil i think that the biology itself is flawed and that the brain is flawed and it's the brain is like a filter um and it can malfunction. I mean, you can have people born as psychopaths that literally have no compassion. Um, they, they weren't taught that way. Uh, and there's evidence that there is genetic uh, explanation for that, right? Like some sort of mutation or something's wrong with their brain, literally, that makes them that way. So to me, that would be evidence that that it's the biology that's the problem and not and not the soul. Um, because now if the soul is is evil, right? then what's the purpose like where where are we going i i think the purpose is a, is an ongoing adventure in the human struggle uh the purpose is to come to terms with what we are to escape the false altruism of humanity and accept the fact that this is what kind of species we are how can we deal with it now because faith is a shallow grave um you know you have to have solid bedrock evidence to, to push yourself forward as a black magus and conquer your reality. Um, it just is coming to terms with things. You know, not to turn things around, but I was curious. You said you were an atheist. What part-time, does that mean? Part-time. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm not coming down on you for that. And, I, I mean, everyone is allowed to believe oh, what they believe. I, I respect and, you know, and, atheists and you know what, wholeheartedly. That's one thing. Absolutely. And, and see, that's one thing about whatever this is this luciferian philosophy is because i'm still a seeker and i'm still evolving even after writing 10 books on the topic mm-hmm. i'm still evolving on the topic but atheism um is something that i personally don't adhere to because i see too much uh existence uh, what what has made you arrive at atheism well here here's the thing just like we're talking about your exploration right? That there's many misconceptions. There's also misconceptions about atheism. Um, and I think by far, even the most ardent atheist is agnostic, 
right? I mean, if you, you know, press any, any atheistic scientist, they will say that you're right. I don't have all the answers. I don't know. I can't tell you anything for an absolute fact, you know, but an atheist, which I, with the help of my uh, love of my life recently, we, we kind of delved into this. I got a little more clarity on it. And really it just means that an atheist doesn't believe that there's a singular creator being a God on high. That is the puppet master, right? Um, that's what atheism really is. So you can step away, step away from that, right? It leaves a lot open on the floor. You can have many different spiritual beliefs and still be an atheist. You could believe ghosts exist. You could believe cryptids exist. You could believe that possibly life after death exists um, and still call yourself an atheist. Mm -hmm. You just don't find that you're ruled by this concept of a god. Exactly. Yeah, I, I that's, totally that's understand. The, that's the purest right. idea of it. Sure. Yeah, exactly. And that's uh, I, I totally understand what you're saying. And um, I, I think that uh, it is a pure thought. And I personally is a, I call myself a black magus. I, as a black magician, black magus, I don't adhere to a God either. Um, mm -hmm. I am just one with the dark spirit. I am one with the flowing universe, uh, the eternal infinite darkness of our, of our galactic dark matter space. Uh, the, the essence of all things in omniscience mm -hmm. flowing throughout the entire a cosmic uh, assertitude, but you know, it's it's not a worship per se. It's just like a total connection. Like I don't know when it happened, mm -hmm. but for me, I just got connected to this source power, and I've been flowing with it ever since. You know, that's why when you asked me, should I should I would I partake of the the shard? you know, that would be injected into your brain and, and connect you to the network and so on. Um, I think I don't need a shard. I think I'm kind of already connected to some kind of network, especially in my remote viewing with aliens and so on, and the intercommunications that go on between me and these things. Um, people would say I'm crazy, but ever since I was a child, I've been interconnected with aliens in a lot of ways. And, uh, and that has expanded my knowledge of, uh, what I believe and perceive. And, you know, it was interesting, even as of like 10 years ago, if you said, Oh, aliens exist, people and scientists would be like, Oh no, no. Now every single one <laughs> chimes in. They're like, Oh yes, mathematically it would be defying mathematics if mm -hmm. if we you know aliens you know of course there does and the Goldilocks zone and all this nonsense. Well, so I also I also find it highly suspicious that Obama has twice within like a week and a half addressed this issue. Um, I, I am definitely getting the sense of of a soft disclosure, meaning I don't think our government knows exactly what's going on, uh, but I think that they have a sense, they have um, evidence, that, and it has been studied for decades. Um, and I think we're getting a little bit of a drip drip. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think we're being slowly prepared to, for them to admit that there are things unknown to us. And then when the disclosures happen, that'd be great. I mean, I don't know what it's going to do. Mm -hmm. uh, it'll tell us that, yes, there is something out there that will give a confirmation to the to something that I've always known and obviously yeah. you and others. I mean, 
I mean, if there is more to us, you know, the Fermi paradox doesn't hold up. Uh, the Fermi paradox is that we are alone. And in that, that whole assertitude, uh, that being in that aloneness is, is a greater weight than knowing we're not alone. Uh, and we're not because mathematically it's just incomprehensible that to say that we're so arrogant that we're the only species in the entirety of all infinity that we're the only things out there that arrogance is unbelievable and yes no we we're not we're not the the only thing and we're microscopic we're a speck of dust in a vast cosmic storm you know, we're 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 very insignificant on the scale, but it's interesting that things are popping up around here. And I tell you, if we get a hold of that tech, if we get a hold of whatever it is they got, whatever's coming, we're we're gonna jump ourselves way beyond. It, they may not be as ultra intelligent as we think. The ones I have encountered, I call them grays. The ones I have encountered. The greys are extremely dangerous. Uh, the greys, if you encounter one, just forget it. They'll subsume your mind. You're totally under your, their control. You no longer will think. I mean, I've barricaded myself through certain mental blocks against them. And they, I wouldn't perceive them as my enemy because I see them. They've kind of evolved to that philosophy, that inherent evil. So they're evil as I am. So they kind of see me as like a, as a pseudo hybrid, even though I'm not, I'm human. But, um, you know, they've kind of left me alone in this dance that we have intellectually because I, I'm in contact with them. But when they, if they come, and for example, if they do like encounter someone who manages to encounter them, where mostly they're walking invisible around us, mm -hmm. they just have reflective camouflage. You'll never see them. They could be in your backyard. You would never know. But if they are seen and they see you, they're gonna. They're, your mind is gone. If you come in contact with them, their your mind is just because they have such power that way. And, have you been? Have you been abducted? No, no, have not. They visited. What, what yeah. What is that? What is that visited? They've they've hung over my. I mean, they've hung over my house since I was a child. My mother has seen them. My sisters have seen them. Friends have seen the ships. Um, I've seen some of the stuff. I've moved around and still seen stuff. Um, I've come in contact with them, especially in Nevada. I was in Trump, Nevada, and I've come in contact with them. Um, and there are guys that can, like, and there are other people that are much more in tune. And this wasn't my thing. Um, they've just been chasing me around since I was a kid. And from that happening, I, I grew an interest in that. But, um, they, you know, there are some dumb aliens. So the ones that have some of this super tech flying around, mm -hmm. they, they have gotten it from other things or managed to get it. And they're kind of dumb. So, so you, you got that information yeah. from from these... the grace. Yes. So what's the what are their purpose then? With you? Their purpose is I have no idea. They really um, are not friendly. They don't really like humans. Um, they, I've they, heard mixed reports. Right. They they eat animals. I, they go hunting a lot. They eat cows. They eat deer. They eat people. Um, 
they're 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 really weird and they eat because they just want to try it they're not really necessarily uh into it uh mm-hmm. they don't need to do it uh, and and they're but their main take the my main takeaway from it was some of the aliens are really dumb so they're not this high intellect like the grays mm-hmm. you know they're not like the kind that if they stare at you you're done Okay, they're the kind that um, there are others out there that just have somehow managed into some kind of super tech from a civilization that died a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And so they have this stuff and they're able to fold through space and time and so on. And if we could get a hold of some of that, I think that's where our race is going to be. We're going to be kind of a a dumb species uh, flowing around in that way as well. Well, maybe we did so. get that tech already. Maybe those dumb, dumb aliens did crash on Roswell. I know. Exactly. But, exactly. And, and maybe what we're actually seeing, maybe these pilots are seeing our own reverse engineered craft. Um, because that, exactly. that would maybe explain some of the more brazen approaches uh, that, that they're experiencing. It could be our own, you know, uh, black ops um, special access program that's flying around. And of course, as far as anyone else in the government is concerned, it doesn't exist. So um, I, I think that that's very much a possibility. Do you think Absolutely. then, do you think then that based on your philosophy, if human, the soul of the human is inherently evil because of the construct of the universe, does that mean all sentient beings are inherently evil it's hard to say i don't know where they source from i mean our source is a satanic source it's the only thing i could see um see i i disagree i i know i, I know i know i feel like i, I, I totally understand alan but you've, ex- you've experienced love before right oh absolutely yes and and i feel yes. like it's the one universal connection that binds all of us except for those psychopaths that are born without that gene right that that it's 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 when we disconnect from that that that's when that's when the evil kind of kicks in and um i am just i'm not a a black and white person i'm all about shades of gray everything from our Mm. biology all the way up through you know the the macro size of the universe to to the the most finite tiniest aspect of the universe because everything is is energy right and so even dark matter is a form of of energy waves um so Mm -hmm. so do you think that because dark matter makes up the majority of the universe that maybe that energy is evil and some other energy isn't like how, how how does that balance out well it's very interesting it goes into i mean even well let's look at human nature compassion mercy love remorse um you know affection pity uh giving you know giving help giving assistance uh being being in a space where we could have a, a glorious wonderful existence in, in 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 a in a light that we would consider good well i find that good is an illusion those are all aspects of our evil. Now, I know that's crazy. It's hard to understand. But all of these, too, fit into this this thamata because this little human species, for whatever reason, um, I don't I – don't, I think if you remove the boundaries of law, we're going to go crazy. 
and, and and that craziness is just like we'll unleash our barbaric evil for whatever reason and and what happens is we inflict it on each other and then in turn we have to do it as a reactionary thing mm-hmm. but when you say is there everything in the totality of the universe that is not achieved a higher or whatever uh perfect light a perfect beauty a perfect love uh i think yes and that for me is lucifer that's all that eternal power if you can find you know the omniscient deified totally power all-encompassing universal order within their own you know deified essence Mm -hmm. that is lucifer that is purity well, that, that's what I wanted to ask you. Can you explain to us, um, you know, from the biblical point of view or story, um, who Lucifer is and why, why you would come to that conclusion? Well, from a biblical aspect, it doesn't really quantify. Uh, the Bible is stuck in the God-devil dynamic where you have a God and then there's a devil, symbolic of good and evil. And, and good will triumph over evil and so on. Um, now, in a biblical aspect, Lucifer being Greek means light, and Lucifus or Luciferus or something. It actually came a little younger, a little before the Bible was written, which the Bible's made up of 40, 40 certain books. Some have been omitted. The book of Daniel have been omitted, and some things in the, in the first five books of the Torah have been omitted. I know an extreme amount about theology and the, and the concept of, of a Bible. Um, and, and you can see that through this cohesion, the basic the general idea is, you know, in the beginning, in the first aspect of it, we have this God-devil dynamic. And then in the second aspect, which it totally jumps to, we have a messiah. So, you know, a Messiah being Jesus Christ and so on, who comes and, and is, says all these things and is more of a philosopher, a magician, in my opinion, than an actual son of a certain God. Um, Lucifer, I, I, I have just taken that from that. I've taken Satan from that. I've taken those two and I've quantified them into the, the greater boundary, into what I've seen throughout a, in a galactic repose from a biblical, from one singular book you know, saying that, you know, this satanic force gives you knowledge. If you eat from this apple, you are, you know, given sin, you are given satanic knowledge. All of that is not necessary. I think it's very symbolic. I think it's like it says this is what mankind is from a tale that was told that we we have knowledge. And then in a sense, we are evolving as a satanic species that we're evolving in our science and that we are evolving eventually into being creators and into a Godhead and into omniscience, um, escaping our bodies and then living eternally and so on, possibly through some cybernetic organism or beyond. So, But, but don't you think that we would, there is an afterlife? There is. That all plays into it. But there are those that want to live forever in this form. See, yes, we do play an infinity of roles, like in in the incarnations throughout space and time. Like, who knows? Our next one, Alan, could be, we could be Grays. We could be some other alien. We could be, we don't know what we're going to be. I do believe that happens. 
because if you look at the concept of the universe, it's always ever dying and revitalizing. The universe is just like one gyra, and it's just, you know, a constant flux between desolation and revitalization. Uh, a, a satanic species that lives out in an infinity of roles and so on. You know, we don't know what we're going to be. And, and that's just very similar, you know, to saying, okay, why we don't remember is because we don't remember what we had for dinner two weeks ago. You know what I mean? So we're not going to remember what our lifetimes were before, but we are evolving. A Lucifer is supposed to be this kind of like being like a light being, right? Like he's, he was God's greatest creation as far as an angel goes. Um, why, you know, he, he fell because of pride apparently, right? Because he thought um, he could do better than God. Uh, well, I, I, I kind of take all that out of it. That's okay. a story. I'm just calling our inherent evil Lucifer. I'm calling it satanic. I don't take the biblical concept that from a god there came this force. So I think, yeah, yeah it's I'm kind of removed that equation and taken it into its own, you know, its own galactic repose. But then why do we see the, the symbolism of a horned being like Baphomet? Or just the, the devil with the horns. When Satanists or Luciferians um, use that image, what's what's the point of that? You know, I think that just that stems from old times when, you know, when they were into old things and they're nostalgic and we're using old symbolism. And, you know, that's all just something that's been grafted from Greek you know, the Greek god Pan and so on. And mm -hmm. all of our, our, everything is a chain of satanic legacy. So we take all that as well. And, you know, we, we embrace all the different aspects of it. We enjoy that. Um, but it's, it's all a part of it. I mean, and yeah, I mean, it's not for everybody. And, and in, in the concept of what I'm talking about, it's not like, trying to bring people into the fold i'm just explaining a philosophy that intrigues me and mm -hmm. is taking me very far down a rabbit hole you know what we hear about near-death experiences on occasion you will um, hear someone talk about just seeing a black void but the vast majority of the time they're seeing uh, loved ones they're seeing um they're feeling love and they're seeing um spirits in a white light and the sense of of you know oneness and you know having done uh, psychedelics myself in the past you know i i've experienced um the chaos um that is in is inherent in reality but i think that that is is a psychological process i think what i've also experienced is that connection to oneness and that that is a reoccurring theme, not just with me, but with people who are mystics, people who have done psychedelics, people who meditate. Um, so if that's the case, that I mean, to me, there's quite a bit of good evidence to suggest that that's true. How would you interpret what that oneness is, that sense of serenity? I think that that's Lucifer. I think that's the omniscient essence you know, uh, people that have returned or or that have died and returned or something, I don't think they ever truly died. I think they went in their mind 
you know, created sort of a dream state for them. We're still so unknown about death. You'd think we would be so much further along, but death still being the great, like, huge wall between us uh, is immense. More studying is definitely needs to be done. I mean, people that have died, uh, did, they, did they fully die? Do we know enough about death? Does a person really mm-hmm. die even if they're immuring in a grave? Are they really even dead? I mean, it's so, we don't know because we have no idea. Yes, their body is decaying. Mm-hmm. Um, are they even dying? Are they still dying? Are they well, alive? So. Well, that, that's an interesting concept because if if there is like a sort of quantum entanglement of all things, that information coexists um, throughout time, then your decaying body would still in some way be connected with your consciousness? Possibly. I think that's an interesting idea. Um, we'll explore no. that and more on the other side of the second and last break tonight. And when we come back in the second hour, we'll open up the phone lines so you can call in and ask Winter Lake your questions. And that number is one 472 5483 for the Paranormal Radio app line. Again, that's 1-855-472-5483. This is Alan B. Smith, your grateful host on Paranormal Now. I will see you on the Inverted Upside Down. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to Paranormal Now. This is Alan B. Smith. You are listening live on KGRA Radio. To find out more about this show and others, go to KGRADB.com. And again, I'm going to plug Universal Secrets with Tiffany Mack and Kevin Hale uh, because I love those guys. So go check them out on Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. if you get a chance. 
And we are back with Winter Lake having a really great conversation. Thank you so much, Winter, for, for coming on tonight. I appreciate it. Oh, it's a lot of fun. Thanks for Absolutely. having me. Sure. So we are going to open up the phone lines this hour. So if you have questions, that number is 855-472-5483. So, yeah, my, my understanding is that Luciferianism then isn't really, it's not like a, a religion, right? Um, right. It's, it's more a philosophy. Yeah. Are there any are there any sects of Satanism that would be considered uh, like a, a religion with dogma? Uh, many. I mean, there's so many. Um, the, most of the practitioners of Satanism are solitary, uh, meaning they're just done individually, and um, their people have chosen their own path and their own source. Mm -hmm. um, you know, their own dogma. The Church of Satan has their own dogma strictly atheistic they do not embrace anything supernatural uh the temple of satan they are a political action group they really are atheistic as well they don't have anything to do with any kind of uh, uh satanic uh, force an actual entity and then you have certain uh what are known as theists um which is a camp that i might be in as well touching on and theists are or people that embrace the the cosmic aspect of it, the the powers of uh, Lucifer being a consciousness, uh, an energy, a source that we are a part of, and so on. Um, the other groups um, like the Temple of Set, they are very much into Satanism on a theistic level, uh, and so on. They they embrace the the source energy. But there's many different types, and there's also some some very, you know, loose fringe groups and people that do terrible things that uh, are in it as well, and well, others don't want to admit it, but they are. Well, I was I was going to ask you about that. So um, one of the tenets of, of QAnon and other conspiracy theories is that there are Satanists that are doing horrific things. Um, is there any in your have you seen that to be true or do you think that they're just kind of applying satanism onto some some theory that they made up uh i've seen some things that are pretty bad i mean uh for example this current coronavirus plague uh whoever unleashed it they're clearly not uh of a good altruistic nature um they are clearly satanic in a very evil way with intentions to kill a lot of people and destroy but, so right. when you say satanic yeah. though it could mean something different to someone who has no idea about luciferianism or satanism they just think satan literally the devil devil worshipers right, that, that's, right, right. that's the narrative that's that's out there and right and what i've got um, and what i'm learning is that that that's not necessarily the case right in re real people like yourself who are Luciferian or, or Satanists, um, you know, don't necessarily fall into that that category. And my understanding right. too is that the numbers are pretty small. Um, right. Like, like I know Wicca and neo paganism is one of the fastest growing uh, religious sects or spiritual sects. Uh, not sects, but uh, systems, beliefs, religion, whatever you want to call it. Um, but not Satanism. I, I, I have encountered so many 
I mean, sorry about this. I have encountered so many uh, Satanists. It's unbelievable. Um, from all walks of life, from all over the world. Um, I think it's more in deed than in word and through action or in word. Uh, they're not really proclaimed as Satanists, but they carry out the actions of a Satanic uh, uh, ethos in a sense. Well, that's a, I was going to say, there's a contradiction, right? It's like if I say that I'm Buddhist, but I'm going out there and doing horrific things to other human beings, I'm not really in line with what Buddhism is about, right? So that label doesn't shouldn't apply to that person, right? Is that correct? Or Right, exactly. It's, it's different. And Buddhism is an interesting path as well, uh, yeah. you know, path of sorrow. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, you know, in satanic ethos and satanic groups, there are individuals that uh, stalk and kill on certain nights of the year um, in, in order to appease something. They'll, they'll get people, they'll try to sacrifice them, mm-hmm. and, and so on and so on. This stuff does happen. Um, I'm not into it. I'm not into animal sacrifice or human sacrifice but there are people that are carrying out that aspect they feel that that is giving you know their dark impulse to what it is so is that what without without you know we're not here to present evidence for that so we can't really dig into that but if you mean satanism or satan as as a ethos as a state of being then Right. Sure. There was a kid down the road for me growing up that was torturing animals. Um, wow. but he didn't call himself, right? An atheist. Right, that, right, that, that right. Kind of, that kind of thing. Right. So, so how, how do you define the difference between what you consider to be the nature of reality and when someone calls himself an atheist? Uh, I'm sorry, a, Satan, a Satanist. Well, Satanism, I mean, I am a Satanist too. Um, but I'm then, just but then, I'm, I'm a you, philosopher in a sense. What? What's I'm that? sorry. I'm sorry, Winter. Yeah. Aren't you offended then when people lay uh, accusations on Satanists if you consider yourself in that camp? No, not really, because I know that there are, uh, there are people conducting that and it's not something I'm into. There's nothing I can do about it. It's kind of like when you have the extremist Christian who is, uh, you know, Say you're you're born again zealot that uh, feels that everyone's going to hell. You you just have extremists in mm-hmm. all different you know ideas and philosophies and religions. You know you can't camp all Muslims together with ISIS. You know ISIS who wants to burn people in cages, who call them infidels and decapitate mm-hmm. people and so on. Their barbarity. Uh, is, you know, under the Islamic flag uh, is not the entirety of what Islam is. Uh, That's pretty much where Satanism or Luciferianism as well. You have people that are conducting horrible things and horrible Mm -hmm. deeds uh, and um, in that same camp, as well as different others like... it's just a gambit of different of a way it is. Anything too extreme can get really out there, and that's that, that's all part of that evil. All right, we're going to take the first call with Ron from Minnesota. Welcome to Paranormal Now. 
Hey, Alan. How you doing? Hey, Ron. How are you? Another, hey, Ron. Fantastic guest. Another show. And thank you uh, for being here. And um, I, I appreciate that. Um, win- winter, right? Winter? Yes. Hi. Okay. Um, uh, I had a question for you about, do you think that you're, um, you're, you're not necessarily a, a Satanist as in an evil point of view? Like, for instance, you mentioned you don't do sacrifices, you don't do the ritual work. Um, you're more into the spirituality of, of things. Correct. Correct. Yeah, I do. I do carry out satanic rites, but they're done in a psychic sense. They're not done in, you know, I don't kill animals or people. No. You're in a spiritual positive point of view, basically. Yep, that's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Um, what is your? Um, I had a question earlier about is the evil contained to only planet Earth, or is it? throughout the universe or good and evil both and from both perspectives are these um activities only contained to planet earth or is it throughout the universe is evil already out in the universe and we have to deal with it when we get there yes. you know what i mean interesting great question and yes uh, evil is not only terrestrial it is very much throughout the galactic space and it moves in energy as well. Uh, evil exists throughout the entirety, um, and it's really predominant. It's a predominant energy. I don't know why. Uh, it just is. Uh, a lot of your aliens are inherently evil, and they're uh, of their own self-purpose, self-driven, just like we are as an apex uh, Aryan predator on Earth, they are in the galaxy, uh, especially your greys. They're, they're, you know, any species that's out for itself, you could pretty much say is evil. Um, that's all I've really encountered. Uh, I've looked and looked for omniscient light or omniscient supposed higher good, and I just haven't encountered it. It's always been in different aspects of, of some elevated form of evil. What, what is the end? What is the end goal of the uh, of the Satanist or of the Satanic movement? What is the end goal? You know, ultimately, it's solitary interpersonal power. We want uh, right. obvious all. You know, I mean, it's it's what what anybody really wants. You know, we all want money. We yeah. all want power. We want eternal life. We want to exist in in a very you know fine way we're not looking to be broke or poor dregs of society the end goal is to really i mean if you were taking it even further uh to get off planet earth which i call terra satana get off this planet and go out in the universe and conquer it that would be the end goal that's what i foresee is going to happen uh in the next few hundred years for humanity if it can overcome itself it may not. We may annihilate ourselves in the next twenty years. I hope not. <laughs> I hope not too. I hope. I hope we overcome ourselves. I got, like 30, left, so I got like thirty years left, so I want to want to see a positive end, like you. You're you're going to see so much in that in our lifetime, and I'm surprised at the exponential nature of it. 
you're going to see it a lot happen in the next 30 years. This is the time to be human. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think we're going to see significant changes. Ron, thank you so thank much. Thank you, sir. Yeah, thank you, Alan. Thank you uh, for your uh, show, and thank you for your information and the work that you do. I went there. And, uh, Stay strong. Thank you, Alan. Okay, thanks, Stay Ron. Stay strong, brother. Have a good night, brother. All right, so I have a question from our producer, Bill, and that is, do you believe David Berkowitz, son of Sam, was a Satanist? Could it be he was not the sole individual responsible? And was this possibly a satanic cult ritualistic killing that was apparently prevalent during the 1970s in New York City? Yes, uh, David Berkowitz was a patsy. He was not the murderer. Uh, if you see any of the pictures of the people that uh, gave the police the sketches of, you know, they said, did you, is this a culprit? He looks like none of them. Uh, he didn't carry out any of the murders. He was uh, cognitively defective. Uh, and they used him as a, uh, you know, just basically uh, the, the patsy for their entire scheme. Their scheme was to, on certain nights of the year, kill certain people uh, to carry out, to gain power in a certain way through, from some kind of uh, pact that they made with some higher demon. And so they, they did. And even one of the killings was done by a woman. It's clearly a woman. You can see it in the picture. Uh, of the, and they always left someone alive. It was like a taunt to the police. Mm. But in the end, it was way too cut dry. It was way too, you know, we've come to Berkowitz through this parking ticket. Um, he has the gun in a bag right there for us. We see a gun in his back seat. His apartment has everything we need. It's all, he has his notes specially laid out and all this. Yeah, the Son of Sam killings. Uh, was definitely carried on by a cult, and uh, the cult uh, interdispersed throughout New York City, and they had their own goal in mind, and they went on to do some other things too, uh, not just Son of Sam. They they went on to do some pretty other horrible things. What what kind uh, of cult was it? It was a satanic cult uh, dedicated to the demon Abad, uh, who is uh, one of your lower, real heavy. Uh, into killing and maiming of humans. Uh, that's his appeasement. Um, and they're like, on certain nights of the year, we need to kill these people. They had to be innocent. Mm -hmm. And um, and so that's how they did it. They carried out with the gun of 44, which is number very significant. Uh, the days and times are very significant. And Sim each Sim one that did it, yeah symbolic they were symbolic of something everything that went on from the street to how it was to the number to the name to the area everything was symbolic and and how it would even they they already knew they had people in the police force they they had planted things it was a big cult they used to have giant meetings in certain parks throughout the throughout new york mm -hmm. and um you know they were just not good, and they they just carried out this thing, and it terrorized New York for quite some time. And then when they finally completed their their goals, that's when they gave up their patsy, and that's when the investigation was closed. Well, so okay, so here's the thing that that what's interesting about that is if you have a serial killer, it becomes like an addiction for them, right? And then suddenly yeah. it stops. 
And so a cult kind of makes more sense because if it is, like you said, ritualistic in some way, then there is a plan and an end goal and a, a, a singular purpose. And when you complete the, the mission, the plan, the goal, um, then you're done and the, you stop the killings or whatever it might be. So I think that that is really, really quite tantalizing. Mm-hmm. It was very concise. It's very similar to the uh, the uh, killer, uh, the Zodiac killer in California. Uh, he, yes. he, yeah. they had he had a specific uh, amount of people he wanted to kill, and he mm-hmm. was appeasing his certain satanic gods and so on, and in his mind. And so yeah. you know, and his killings were all done very specifically and methodically, mm-hmm. and and everything. And then it was a finite end. He wasn't a John Wayne Gacy that just was sexually compulsed mm-hmm. to hurt and maim small boys and so on. I mean, John Wayne Gacy was just like carrying out this terrible, horrid act of psychotic killing and so yeah, on yeah. for some kind of sexual fetish and and so on. And so you see the difference between the Son of Sam killing, as you just pointed out, being ritualistic, having a beginning and a concise end, Having all the the uh, the nooses tied up, so to speak, towards the at the end, mm-hmm. so there were no more questions, no more pursuit, and it all just closed really nice, like a coffin. Right, because serial killers, um, they might lay low for a, quite a period of time, but inevitably they will kind of pop up again, and 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 attack. So, it, in this case, there's no evidence that anything like this serial killing has has cropped up again over these these what is it like 60 years now 40 40 years i know it's been um, a long time yeah uh, so when you do a good deed and this is a question from anonymous do you expect anything in return no you know i don't i don't believe in the law of return i don't believe in karma uh karma doesn't exist i've seen it throughout the universe um you know, as I mentioned before, a dark nebula could devour a galaxy and no one would remember or mourn. And that doesn't mean anything. It's the meaningless of it. You know, I do good deeds. Sure, we all do. You know, I help people. I'm compassionate. I'm merciful. I'm not I'm not out trying to stab someone up on a train platform. Those people exist. You know, you've got carjackings at an all-time high. You have people that it's like a thrill. They're just carrying out the kill, you know, and they're shooting them now. You know, they're taking your car, but now they don't want the witness, so they're killing you. So it's just an escalation. And so people, when they fall into that, is really bad. So, But what I'm mostly speaking of is good deeds are great. I don't expect anything back. I rarely do them. I'm not really, you know, a charity person or so on, but, um, you know, it's, it's fine. And I have nothing against people that want to help people. That's fine. All right. So if you want to call in, the phone line is open. That's one 472 5483 for the Paranormal Radio app line or 1-85-KGRA-LIVE. You don't believe in karma, but you mentioned reincarnation. Correct. So yeah, it's incarnation. It's in a in a cosmic expanse. Um, I've kind of looked a little bit backwards. Uh, in, in in it's amazing. I call it remote viewing, but you're able to really perceive time 
you know, going forward, we can sort of see, but you can really see backwards really well. Um, a lot of remote viewers maybe don't go back, but I have gone back and I've seen past lives and I've seen uh, other things. I've seen World War II. Uh, I was a soldier in World War II. Um, and then I went back further and I saw myself as a Roman. Um, and then I've seen myself in other, like, as other species. Uh, and other aliens, so it's really weird. Well, I was going to ask um, you about that because more often than not, when people share their reincarnation uh, stories, it, it's earthbound, right? Uh, and right. So if there are a plethora of other species out there and there are souls um, all over, why wouldn't one be reincarnated in one of their lifetimes as one of these species? I know. And that's why I think I get along with the greys. Uh, I'm not getting along with them. Well, but I was going to say, have... I, thought, I thought you didn't like the greys. <laughs> well, no, I don't like the greys, but I went back in some previous life of stuff mm -hmm. and not really something I wanted to experience because some of this can take you, take it on its own role, sure. especially in sleep. Sleep is a wide open area. And in sleep, I have encountered uh, myself as being an alien, a gray in another lifetime. So it's possibly why they leave me alone. You know, maybe they or they're interested in me because they have super consciousness. I have no idea. Um, and also, this could be strictly imagination. But I don't know. I'm really good with by keeping boundaries between imagination and, and reality. Okay. So, you know, in looking backwards, I've seen a lot. So, yes, I believe in incarnating an infinity of roles. That means we are carrying out different roles as we live and die. That death for what where I'm at is the lights come on somewhere else immediately. You know, there is no there there is no terror of death for me because I've kind of gone through the cycle and looking back, I saw how that in death it would happen and then I would awake in another life form. And this um has gone on several times. But um as far as karma, karma is separate. Karma is Okay, for me, you know, if you were to take it, oh, you know, you've done a bad deed and you will suffer and so on. That doesn't exist. If karma existed, humanity would have been wiped out a long time because humanity just screws itself over all the time. It goes to great lengths to do so. Yeah, col so, a, col a collective karma would not be good. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. you know, they're just, for me, karma doesn't exist. And in looking at what the universe is doing, Okay, a sun explodes, or we see it explode, and the light reaches us that exploded a million years ago, um, but we're just now receiving the light now. Um, is that karma? Uh, no, that's just a natural proclivity of what the universe is doing. Living, dying, desolation, and revitalizing. What, what is the universe? Like do you believe in a creation um, by an, an uh, intelligent entity or do you lean more towards uh, a Big Bang theory? 
I just think it's a living essence. I think the entire space frame from outer space itself is alive. Mm -hmm. I think you could connect with it. I think you could go from one end of it instantaneously to the other because it's all one. It's all one dark matter. It's just for some reason, my mind just keeps going there that there's a source power that's mm -hmm. not separate, that everything is interconnected, that okay. we could go. And if we could somehow manage to tap into that, we would just be a part of this oneness. Now, whether that is the creator itself or something, I don't know. We as humans are capable of creation. So it's interesting. Are we the created now the creators? Because we're going to be able to create a cybernetic organism with artificial intelligence? Is, and, and will it be able to have its own consciousness? We don't know. So, I mean, it's interesting. We're, we're in this space, this weird area as a human. And our science is, is, is starting to be really spooky. You know, we're taking genomes from certain species and, you know, say this genome can go into the bat. And what will it do? Or mm -hmm. let's switch this around and let's change this. And what if we take this, you know, and do this? It's, not, it's weird. Well, look, I'm, I'm not ruling anything out. But when I first heard about the um, app, especially here in New York City, a, an app that is like a vaccine passport, right? Immediately people were freaking out. And the first thing I said, I was like, there's no way it's happening. Because I, I, I felt that there would be a line that people would just say, no, not doing that. And for and it, that's what happened. People were like, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. You know, and we're working on the honor system, whether you are vaccinated or, or not. So this big conspiracy that the whole virus, right, was to get us all marked of the beast, to get that chip injected in you, to get you to um, be enslaved by this technological software, it didn't happen. And so I ask you, for years we've been hearing about RIFI, RIF chips, um, other tech that would be considered the mark of the beast. Do you think there's any validity to those theories? Um, and if so, what would it be? Uh, it absolutely is valid as per se is that there is a human agent among us that wants to dominate us. Mm -hmm. uh, there are humans that have vast amounts of money and power and they want to uh, run, run stuff like the communist China government. Um, they are you know, basically needing to have a good, strong hand on the population. So in, in that, they have to chip everyone. They have to eject everyone. They have to, you know, mark each other's telephone. They have a social a social system where, where you fall on the social scale. And if you fall off the social scale, then you need re-education. They will come to your house and they'll put you in these certain schools and so on. And you'll be taught to be a, a good, uh, obedient person. And this is, uh, I apologize for this. And this is where we're going. This is where we're going. So, yes, America is great that we have our freedom and it hasn't gone down this road. Mm -hmm. But there are others that absolutely want us to have what would be known as the oh. mark of the beast to be chipped 
to be cordoned, to be controlled. They want to know your every move. You're being monitored and so on. Yes. I mean, what we see in China is like or- Orwellian, you know, exponential. <laughs> it, it's cra- absolutely it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am. And yes, maybe there are. Look, a pharmaceutical company, I could totally believe that they might do something to get their profits up, right? Um, there are certain theories that I'm that I'm open to entertaining. Um, but fortunately, like you said, I do feel like the United States of America um, is holding up its promise thus far to protect our freedoms. Now, there's always a tug back and forth, right? There's always a constant negotiation with laws and the people. Because um, what is freedom, right? The, the freedom can't be freedom without some system of law and that's that's what stabilizes our our country so there's that that healthy um pull back and forth and negotiation i think that's great and i'm so grateful we have that but there there is that fear that that somewhere along the line that will slip away and um i'm encouraged to hear that you don't think that it would be technology that would do that to us that that technology would enhance us um as and help us evolve as beings um, but you know I would, I would love us to just be able to evolve biologically so that our brain the technology of our brain actually evolves so that we could you know use esp communicate psychically and telepathically um, and to become better beings without the need of a of a hardware um, but you know who, who knows who knows maybe maybe there will be this sort of symbiosis that is unexpected and it, and it will work out harmoniously um, or it'll just turn into a Terminator nightmare. But we have a, a caller on the line, Bobby from Louisiana. Welcome to Paranormal Now. How, thank you, Alan. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, hey, um, and, so, and Winter, if that's his name. Um, yes, hi. So, uh, yes. All right. So I'm not sure if you are like in like some type like a, like you ever have confronted like Jehovah Witnesses or LDS missionaries, but, um, but in LDS theology, they say that, um, before you ever heard of the earth, uh, before the earth was created, there was this great council among between like Jehovah and Lucifer, when uh, when God selected Jehovah to become the Savior, Lucifer eventually got so livid that um, that he was not picked, and and so whenever this council came before like the people, there were they they said that two that a third did not pick. Jehovah's plan, and was it was banned from having a body when the earth was created. You have like anything. You have like any commentary or viewpoint when you hear something like this. Well, the concept of um, the Jehovah 
being the uh, a greater being or the concept of a lucifer being one just singular entity um is more for me uh storytelling it's not insulting it's just for anyone and it's not, i'm not meant to be insulting but i call it the god devil dynamic um what i'm talking about is lucifer as an essence and that means he's in all things omniscient um you could call it uh anything really by any name but a Jehovah and a Lucifer in a council, it has been talked about the separation of two different entities that were actually the same entity that divided amongst themselves. It's kind of like a uh, uh, polarity within two, which we have within ourselves. You know, if we look at ourselves, we're created in the image of something that may be multi-personality or something. It's it's vast. I mean, the exploration of it is still yet to be known. Um, we're going to find out more within the next coming years uh, about this kind of thing. But I right now, where I'm sitting and where I'm kind of thinking is that Lucifer, Jehovah are all one source all flowing throughout the universe that are in one with all things, um, that there is no separation. But I do see that they have turbulence uh, between themselves as one singular entity, meaning like we do within ourselves, struggle within our own interpersonal battles and our own wars in our own mind. Because I think we are created in the image of our inherent evil, our source Lucifer, but there is many aspects to this personality and it's yet to be explored. And it's, it's an ongoing ever seeking adventure. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. Uh, Do you have another question, Bobby? Uh, yes. Um, I just, uh, so yes, I just want to say thank you for your opinion on this. And uh, like I said, always a great guest and great show. Thank you, Bill, for producing. Okay, thanks, Bobby. Have a good night. So here's the thing. I, I feel like there's still a little bit of confusion between, you know, Lucifer being whether Lucifer is evil or, or, or good or is Lucifer neutral. Right, right. I mean, it, is it all the same? Is it all one source? is good, evil, neutrality, chaos, everything is all one. I mean, it's really a weird psychic trip. I mean, we're <laughs> capable of so many different things. Mm -hmm. Humans will indiscriminately kill, yet they'll yeah. maybe coddle a cat or they'll, they'll love a small creature that is harmless, at least perceived harmless. And I mean, we're capable of so much, mm -hmm. but you know, it's, as I said, where is the humanity you're holding back? We're do just you... doing a lot of, a uh, lot of analyzing right now. Oh yeah. And how, how do you feel about the message of, of Jesus Christ? Well, I mean, he was a philosopher. I do believe he existed. I think he had supernatural power. Um, I think that it was not a son of a god. I think he was probably 
trying to evolve people in a way and a thinking that he felt could advance and save people. But unfortunately, from where I'm thinking and where my thought is, is that the the love each other is yourself and so on is wonderful. That goes back to like the flutist under the tree and so on. But unfortunately, man is just not like that. Man will take the flute and jam it down your throat. Man will crucify Christ again if he comes. It's just his nature, mm. his inherent evil. He's not He's not into, you know, love your neighbor. If he was, we would be in a different place. Maybe if we could do it, but we just can't. We're not... We're not built that way. It's not in our source DNA. We're, we're a ferocious, evil beast that loves to devour flesh, that rips into its enemies, that is an ongoing threat to itself and to each other and to the universe. Man at this stage, if it were to harness great power, would be very destructive. We may not survive ourselves. We may pretty soon uh, annihilate ourselves. We have developed so much weapons of mass destruction. It's unreal, and it, the, it's pointless. But this mass destructive weapons could annihilate our species and any other species for lifetimes to come on this planet. And there's no rationale behind it other than that we just felt that we were carrying out our nature. Now that's not Jesus. It's just not. Um, are you are you comfortable then living in not knowing the answer? You know that's a philosophical conundrum, isn't it? That's ever the seeking that I'm on. Mm -hmm. That's the road that I walk, yeah. and it's the left hand path, and it's the left hand path of darkness infinite, and it's not for everyone because it's such a a dreadful, destructive. Uh, is ensnared build road and it could take you down at any time and so it's just something that um i've embraced and i guess i'm going to continue just seeking out until i find something else but well it's better to seek right than than not i think it's, exactly i mean it, it definitely keeps me in a, in a thought pattern you know keeps me engaged I am not uh, I'm not one for the whimsical, you know, society right now. <laughs> I, I am. Has been, yeah, I know. And I'm into the whimsical, too. I'm a jokerist, too. I mean, I'm a huge I'm a humorist, but I, I'm really deadly serious when I'm looking at society that has fallen to its sensory stimulus, that has fallen into the malaise that this kind of this this zone that that they kind of want you as a sheep. You know, they want you conditioned mm -hmm. and they want you to just fall into line and so on. And yeah. I've always felt that Satanism breaks from that. Right. Isn't that, isn't that so ironic? Um, we, we speak in terms of the sheeple, sheep, right? And, and, the, and, but the Bible refers to believers as, as the flock, um, as the sheep, really, to kind of, to just believe uh, purely on faith. So I feel like sometimes there's a little bit of a contradiction. And maybe that's just, it's a deeper philosophical um, issue. Um, no, and, Alan, and, and, there's, a dark, there's a dark sarcasm there. 
The Bible is filled with many, many contradictions that are dark sarcasm. You know, yeah, whenever you call someone the sheep, you, it's not a good thing. You're, you're not, faith is a shallow grave, as I said. You can't, you can't go on faith. It has to be in a contract, and you have to have real-world significance. But faith can be very powerful for people, right? I mean, it, it, it can bring them a sense of well-being, a sense of purpose. They can be good human beings doing good things and still be a person of faith. But that fall is so hard. That fall, I mean, when you come to the realization... Mm -hmm. that treachery is so real and you know that's very demonic that's that's a part of satanism as well you got to be careful there's a slippery slope all right so when you say demonic oh yes what does that mean exactly there are entities in our universe that are beyond us that seek to devour us and steal our energy and devour our souls Uh these their demons exist they're agents of their own destruction. They're agents of evil on a very low barbaric level, but they are throughout the galaxy and they're there, alien in nature. Yes. Are there agents of good though? Like, like something akin to, to angels? I don't, I haven't encountered any. I haven't encountered any. I, so, so much. I, of I've encountered, I've encountered other evil entities that are not as harsh as them that have shown mercy. Mm-hmm. That have that have brought kindness and and in in good things to people, as you can see. But they have their own selfish intent. But there are you know entities of demonic nature that are out to destroy. Absolutely. You know, there's there's a stereotype to a Satanist, right, or a Luciferian, and that is dark clothes, piercing, makeup, you know. Right, right. But, you know, I think it's... When you think in terms of shows like this or other paranormal shows, right, you also see dark tones and mood. And um, and so what is that? Why why do we associate those things with, with darker colors and, and, and garb and that sort of thing. And is that literally just a stereotype? And are there many more Satanists out there that are not like that? I think, you know, you can have guys that are wearing corpse makeup that live in their mommy's basement that run around their backyard and <clears throat> think they're Satan himself. I mean, the, the, it's a fashion party. It's, it's everything. I mean, people love all that. I mean, it's just something that they're embracing and it's fine. I mean, you got guys playing golf that have billions of dollars that are evil. They attend these high grandoise parties and, you know, go to Bohemian Grove and get down with Moloch, you know, I mean, this, (laughs) it's all over the place. It's all over the place. But I, you know, I I think that that is like, that that's just people being, like you said, I guess, just evil. And then, we all need, I think, something to believe in. So whether you're an evil person or a good person, um, it's like that we need to have something to worship. Yeah, or something just to carry on about. You know, it gives us something to do during our finite lives. We're, you know, our lives on Earth until we hit our mortality tech that Elon Musk and Kurzweil and some others are making. Um, it's going to be just a free-for-all. You know, all time is converging. Do you know what's going on with Kurzweil? Because I have not seen him 
uh, in a long time. And I know he was really obsessed with, you know, life extension. Um, is, is he still out and about? You know, he's public? not. He's totally working on life extension. And he's really close. <coughs> and no one will know. And he is uh, elevated to a whole nother reality. Um, you know, it's it's a trip. He is on his own path. He still is very much trying to con- contact his his dead father and so on from the grave. And, you know, uh, he is very much into immortality tech. Now Elon Musk is taking that on and, um, they're, they're going to, they're going to hit it. I mean, now that we've mapped the brain, anything's possible because our computers have already superseded our brain. So we'll be able to just match it up, just do it by the numbers, you know, put in the certain diatodes that go in and, boom and we'll see what we get you know uh yeah it's look it's really exciting to to think about but for me when i think about just taking time to sit in nature in silence and to connect to the universe that way that to me is elevated that to me is connecting to source that to me is is beauty and I don't know if if I could still do that in the same way if I'm tapped into some kind of tech. I um, know, right? Isn't that amazing? Right. It's, it's yeah, strange. I mean, I, I am right there with you, Alan. I love meditation. I love transcendental meditation. I love the wilderness, you know, and space and, and having that time to be able to do that, you know, and to meditate and to become one with your source. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's real. You know, and yeah. will it be real when it's artificially inseminated or artificially intellectual? I don't know. I mean, we won't we won't know what real is anymore. If we well, that, become part <laughs> cybernetic organism, we'll no longer be human. Yeah, we'll, that's we'll the scary be, part. I mean, we'll be human evolved. And when you encounter one, where where is he going to be at? I mean. You have a girl that'll be able to lift a car with her arm. You know, I mean, people will be able to do just indiscriminately kill each other, but really they're safe because they've downloaded their brain and they can upload it to another organism, but, you know, so they can come out as a new cyborg. Right. Because I mean, on, on the one hand, you're saying tech could help us evolve, but then wouldn't it actually be better if we were interconnected, like, like in a spiritual sort of way, so to speak? that that we wouldn't have the impulse to kill each other i know i don't know i don't know a worldwide mind would be fascinating i think it definitely we would our minds would be tapped at the net i think our minds would instantaneously know how to fly a helicopter or you know we would know all the schematics of anything we'd want to look at i mean once our brain is moving at the speed of, of ai and we're in some kind of super created half organic half you know because we are flesh and blood but all of this can be modified and still be some kind of flesh and some kind of blood that's where it's going we're going to be more human than human Mm -hmm. um i personally as i said i've lived enough where i kind of want to find out find out of my existence i don't know yet It'll be interesting to see in the next 10, 20 years 
what exactly evolves um, and see how it comes out. But right now I want to just kind of go out as I am and my own, but yeah, we will definitely be uh, evolved. We'll be humanity redefined and we will not be as we are. And we will not know what is real from what is not real per se. And we probably won't be able to have those moments where we're by a shore and appreciate the, the serenity of what it's like to be in that time of the source. Well, that I mean, meditation. psychics do say, or people who have had abduction experiences say that, that when the aliens communicate with them telepathically, you can still share information, but you can still have your own filter so that it's not like you're a hive mind necessarily, but that you can, you can connect with each other. You can feel each other, but I can still keep certain thoughts private. Um, in your experience with the grays, what has that been like for you? Um, you know, it's been off the wall. One time um, during a rainstorm, I thought I saw one in the backyard and he was kind of greasy and kind of weird and standing there. Uh, and uh, I was communicating with it telepathically and or thought I was. And then I woke up and I was asleep and it was sunny outside. And I was in a, it was in a lounge chair. So, I mean, you don't, I mean, you lose all sense of time. That's one experience. Okay. I've had with where one moment I was in living a moment of a rainstorm, seeing something in my backyard, waking up in the sun in a lounge chair. Okay. There was loss of time. I wasn't abducted or anything, but, and I felt I communicated with it. Another time um, I was in the Nevada desert uh, there's a cave uh, that comes around Broom Lake, where Area 51 is. And you can get into Area 51 through this cave area that's not really surveillance. You kind of can oversee it. Now the government knows, so I just announced it. But um, this, I used to go in over there, and I had the graze over there. And it was during a sandstorm. And really what happens is you have some brief communication for me anyway, and then there's a loss of time, mm-hmm. and then I'm somewhere else. But um, it's overall, it hasn't been bad on my end. Uh, but I've never been abducted. But that's sort of, uh, I, I think there's a safe space for your memories. They're not, they're not into, they can't grasp everything. I mean, I kind of hate to break it to you, but it sounds like an abduction yeah it does but it's not yeah it's It's not not. what it is is a blackout they knock you out or they they if you come in some kind of contact with them they'll just put you out so you're not a threat i mean i know i know a couple things like for example if you encounter a gray Mm -hmm. and he's not aware of you and if you have a blunt object you can kill it if it's anything over than a blunt object, you will not be able to kill it. I know that's crazy. But if you have like a rudimentary club or something, mm-hmm. you'll be able to get through its force field. These things walk around with a force field. By the way. Gotcha. And okay. you'll be able to get through it. So bullets and like advanced shit, like mm-hmm. rockets and all that, that's not going to work. But if you have rudimentary weapons like a steel thing. You can kill them. You can that's really a, hurt them really ha, bad. That's really odd, isn't it? That's and a, they're ships as well. They're ships as well. If their ship is on the ground mm-hmm. and you have a rudimentary weapon, you can get through their force field. Can you, <laughs> can you literally walk through this force field or reach yeah, through Yeah, you it? can walk through it, right, yeah. 
you can get through it. I see. But okay, it's, so it's yeah. almost like there's the, the maybe the energy of you as mm-hmm. a human somehow is able to penetrate that, and so the blunt right you whatever can, you is like an extension. It. It's and an extension of yourself. Off, yes, and if it's off the ground, you can't affect it because it's force field. Then blunt objects won't affect it because these things source through space, and they're hitting asteroids, they're hitting rocks, they're hitting shit all the time. But if they're on the ground, they don't have that tech on. They usually they can't turn that tech on. So it's Winter, weird. It, yeah. R- real quick before we go, is there a difference between men and women, um, or anyone else in between, as far as being evil versus good? Uh, I find that women are more. <laughs> is that why they're on the cover of your books? Uh, they just are really beautiful creatures. Um, I prefer, I like women myself, but yes, um, with the, most of the women that I've encountered that have embraced this path, they have a tendency to be more ruthless, more self-focused Oof. and just generally, uh, more in tune with the, the dark power. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know why that is, but they're you mean more, ruth- they're merciless, like ruthlessly good ruthlessly evil brother i mean the ones that are in the path that are in the corporate ladder or that are have their money that have their power they are they're on their own they're in their own sphere they're 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 their own different entity I'm going to have to disagree with you on, on that one, but, but that's, that's, that's not fine. a problem. <laughs> All right, I Winter, love, thank you, you, know, thank you so much for, for joining us tonight. If you want to leave us just with one last thought real quick, we've got 30 seconds. Well, everyone is fine. I mean, this religion is not coming for you to kill you. It's just a, an awakening. It's an enlightenment. So explore Luciferianism, you know, and you'll, you'll just open your eyes to knowledge of what, what it can give you. All it's right. power. Thank- it's not slavery. Thank you so much, Winter. Thank you. All right. If you want to find out more about Winter Lake, go to www.winterlake.com. And that's lake spelled with two A's. Thank you, everyone, for joining us tonight. We appreciate your open mind, your feedback, and thank you for the phone calls. Um, as always, I want to thank our director of operation, Eric Brager, Race Hobbs, and Bill Skywatcher all of whom make this station run and make it possible so that we can get out fascinating and new content to you every week. Until next time, everyone, live in the mystery.